Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Great job by Austin on Sounds of the Week right there. Brought to you by our friends at Zero Res. July is carpet cleaning month. Give Zero Res a call. Get just $33 per room cleaned. And if you clean three, you get the fourth room for free. 288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Isn't every month carpet cleaning month? It's officially July is National Carpet Cleaning Month. I don't wow. Know. Okay. I didn't. I uh, it, well, I know you've used them, and we all need, are in need of that service. All right. At one point or another, I've said this a bunch of times, but let me tell you, Gordon, you were you you went to my house occasionally when I was uh, single and I did living in a house full of dudes, and I did. Let me tell you, we did. We could do some damage uh, to did? carpets. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, zero res. They when I tell you they work magic. <laughs> they because, they work magic because when naz moved with you into that house she said i want this place cleaned up this we had some sprucing to do yes mm-hmm. some we, major major sprucing as you call it and zero res was a big part of that so <laughs> yeah i can tell so you you're forever indebted <laughs> indeed uh we are here at the warehouse 1967 south 300 west price is so low it will blow your mind you've got to come down and check it out for yourself tom and uh his whole gang down here they love helping zone listeners and trust me they're going to give you the best deal that you can find out there all right gordon uh we're going to talk a little more nba coming up at 5 30 we'll talk about um what the Celtics are belly aching about these days, well, yeah, which will yeah, make the, yeah. well, make jazz fans roll their eyes, something yes, fierce. So yes. we'll get to that coming up. And maybe five, shake their fist. <laughs> coming up at 5.30. But uh, right now, Nigel Williams-Goss was on with uh, Hanson Scotty earlier today. He has now signed a contract with the Utah Jazz. Wanted to give you a chance to hear that conversation. They start out by asking him how good it feels to uh, put to paper on his first NBA contract. And it's, a, it's a dream come true, you know. I think anyone that knows me knows I've been I've been working for this moment my entire life. You know, I've always been a guy with a, a singular focus, and uh, haven't really got sidetracked from my goal. Um, like I said, since I was about ten years old. So uh, for this moment to finally come true, man, it's just uh, it's a surreal moment. You know, obviously the state of Utah remembers you very well with Gonzaga mm-hmm. getting to the national title. They know that, and then they also know you very well. Being a number fifty-five draft pick here, what have you done since that two thousand seventeen draft, and now coming back and resigning? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey. You know, my, my rookie year, I played in Belgrade, Serbia, uh, for a, a pretty big club in Partizan, um, and that really was a, a big stepping stone for me because uh, I really played well and really turned a lot of heads in Europe. Um, and uh, after that season, you know, I was able to make a huge jump. Uh, to one of the biggest clubs in all of Europe, in Olympiacos in the EuroLeague. Uh, it was kind of a, a unheard of jump, um, both, you know, in prestige of club and, you know, salary-wise, making the kind of jump that I did from year one to year two. Um, and, you know, it was just a process, though. You know, I put a lot of work into my game and uh, really refined a lot of things coming out of college uh, to get me back to this point. How was, uh, how was David Blatt as a coach, and what was that, uh, what was that relationship like last year? Yeah, I mean, it was great playing for a coach who had just came from the NBA. Obviously, he knew that this was my goal was to get back to the league. And um, I felt like having a coach that had 
uh, a mix of, <clears throat> of both, excuse me, um, of European experience and NBA experience. Um, I know I, I could learn a lot from him, um, and I did. You know, I was constantly picking his brain and um, about both sides, you know, about the European side and about the NBA side, and um, really just spent a year learning from him, um, and it was a really good experience. Yeah, you were drafted in that same year as Donovan Mitchell, and uh, I, I believe Tony as well. But uh-huh. I, I'm just curious to get your thoughts as as you were overseas and, and you were playing and performing and and, and accelerating and, and doing everything you need to do with your career. Have you been able to kind of pay attention to what Donovan's done and how excited are you come back to to come back and rejoin with him? Yeah, I mean for sure. You know, it's been no secret. You know, Donovan has played great. You know, these these two years, the first two years in the league, and. Um, you know, I couldn't be more happy for him. Uh, I actually saw him in Belgrade, um, you know, towards the end of uh, both of our rookie years. Um, and he had came out for the EuroLeague Final Four, and I just congratulated him um, on such an amazing rookie year. And then, obviously, he built on that last year. But, um, you know, both him and Tony have made, you know, huge strides since the day we got drafted. Um, and it's pretty, you know, pretty crazy that all three guys uh, from that draft will now be on the roster next year and uh, kind of get things going again. You know, I know that draft night didn't go the way that you would have wanted to, and you probably didn't anticipate leaving Gonzaga and going overseas and playing basketball. Was there how was it difficult keeping your spirits up? I mean, I, I hear you talking and you're oozing confidence. How difficult was it to le- maintain that level of confidence, knowing you could get back to the league? Yeah, I think um, you know, I think honestly, I think just the support that I got from. Um, Dennis and the whole staff and the coaching staff while I was over there, you know, it let me know that I wasn't far, you know what I mean? And I think um, that was huge for me is just knowing that, you know, their eyes were still on me and that I wasn't forgotten. Um, and then again, I think also, you know, guys who have played in the EuroLeague, um, obviously, you know, the Jazz have a ton of guys who have done it. You know, they'll tell you, you know, we see, you know, almost every gym at, you know, tons of our games and stuff like that. So I knew I was playing in front of the decision makers. Um, so, you know, there was really no time for me to put my head down. It was just time for me to keep performing. Um, and, you know, year after year, you see guys coming back from Europe to the NBA. So, um, you know, I knew it was very realistic, and I knew I was right there, um, especially, you know, after I signed to do at Olympiacos. You know, I knew I was headed in the right direction. Take us to that moment where you found out you got the news or you got the call that uh, you'd be signing with the Jazz. Yeah, it was crazy. Um so I was, I was, I'm out here in L.A. right now. This is where I spend majority of my summer working out. Um, and I was finishing up my second workout of the day. Um, and I had missed two of my agent's calls. You know, he had called me twice. And he usually doesn't call me twice. You know, usually he'll just you know, text me and say, hit me back. Um, and I missed his call. So I called him after work workout. And I said, you know, uh, what's up, G? You know, uh, sorry, I missed your call. And he said, you know, do you have a minute? I said, yeah, I'm just on my way to Chipotle. Um and so, you know, he kind of he told me that he was in, he had been in talks with Utah over the last, you know, week or so, um, and they had finally uh, got a deal done. And I was just kind of in shock, and he kind of laid it all out for me. Um, and it was pretty, you know, it was a pretty cool moment. You know, my mom was in the car with me. Uh, my nephew was in the back seat. Um, and, you know, my family has been on this journey with me from day one. So for them to kind of hear in live time uh, me getting the news is pretty awesome. Nothing like celebrating a new contract with a little Chipotle, right? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> perfect make, makes it taste a little – that pork's a little bit more tender. At that point, you, you get a contract, you're like, you know, maybe we'll go get a steak right now. Maybe we <laughs> – Yeah, no, no. I, I told my mom, I said, don't worry, I'll pay for the bowl. <laughs> How nice is that? Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, though, and I read the story, Aaron Falk uh, – had a, had a great conversation with you as well because a lot of times I'm sure guys go to Europe and they don't know what their future is going to be hold. But the Jazz 
were in contact with you almost nonstop over the last couple of years, it sounds like. Yeah, like I said, I mean, even um, even this past year, you know, Dennis, um, and I think, I don't know if Justin was with them at the time when Dennis came out, but, but Dennis came and visited me in Greece, and, uh, you know, we went to dinner and kind of talked about everything. Um, and then obviously, you know, uh, Smitty, um, and the rest of the overseas, you know, scouting team was always over both in Belgrade and in Athens. Um, and, you know, we were always going to dinner and stuff like that anytime they were in Europe for a, a recruiting trip. So, uh, again, I mean, just the support that they showed me, um, you know, I, I know is special. And, and I thank them for it. You know, I think I told them after my rookie year, I said, look, if I never come back and play for you guys um, again, you know, I, I just appreciate the support you guys have given me. Um, you know, obviously it's great that, you know, it did work out, but, um, man, I, I know that, you know, not every NBA organization um, just would have been so consistent with their support and their attention to detail um, with some of the players overseas. You know, Nigel, we talk about a lot of these players. We see a lot of BYU players or a couple have left early and headed over to Europe and they're playing the game there. And we've seen some players come back from Europe and enter into the NBA. What's what's going to be one of the most difficult things to transition Europe back into NBA? Uh, the, some of the differences of the game and what you feel like you're going to have to transition from. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, obviously the game is very different. I would say, uh, you know, just the the rules. Obviously, you know, I think the biggest rule difference between the two is the defense of three seconds. I think that just that in the three point line, and I think you know, in the NBA having no. Uh, I mean, having a, a defense of three seconds and, and a, a further three-point line, it really spreads the floor. You know, Europe is, is so congested, and you got, you know, you still got the traditional seven-two centers, you know, parked in the paint. Um, so, you know, it makes things tough to get down there, and you really got to, you know, find other ways to be effective. And, you know, a lot of that comes from the outside and, and mid-range and stuff like that. Um, but it's just going to be a different game. You know, I, I can't say, you know, I mean, obviously the talent level in the NBA is second to none, but... Um, you know, with those rules in Europe, so it makes it really difficult to play. Um, so I think it's just going to be an overall different game and then obviously adjusting to the new role. You know, I, I don't know what that's going to be. Um, but, I mean, my first two years in Europe, obviously, you know, I, I led my team in minutes, um, you know, the last two seasons. So obviously playing less minutes than I did, um, you know, the last two seasons will be will be new for me and I just kind of got to learn to adjust to whatever the role is going to be. What uh, what have you improved on? You talk about you know getting better over the last couple of years. What about your game specifically? Have you felt like has improved over the last two years? Um, I mean, one, I think just um, just dealing with you know staying poised under you know defensive pressure. You know, I think that's a big thing in Europe. You know, you don't get to walk the ball to half court and, and get into your offensive set. You know, guys are picking up full court um, nonstop, and, and it's really physical. So I think just being able to deal with that, you know, sort of pressure and still be, you know, efficient on the offensive end, making good decisions, you know, finding the right people um, that I need to find, I think has been huge. And then, um, like I said, I think with the rules in Europe, I think just being able to develop my jump shot, um, you know, it forced me to do that, um, you know, and really take that to the next level. And I feel really good, you know, where that's at. And, and I know I can, you know, be a floor spacer on the floor. So, um, I would say those two areas and then just maturing, you know, I think just becoming a pro, um, you know, and, and, and understanding, you know, the business side of things and, you know, you're going to have the ups and downs and stuff like that. And I just think, you know, mentally, um, you know, I'm in a different place than I was two years ago. Nigel, we talked to a lot of BYU fans and obviously the BYU basketball team is in that West Coast Conference with Gonzaga. And I, I, I want to know from you. How does Gonzaga, Coach Few, and that group do it year in and year out? I'm talking Final Fours, Elite Eights, 
and West Coast Conference championships. What are they doing that's that's uh, so good that that's continuing to dominate in that conference? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just you know they have a blueprint that that they know works, you know, and I think they're just so consistent with their work ethic, um, you know. And then you know, on top of that, they bringing guys in there with the right mindset that want to work, that want to get better. And when you have an overall culture where the players want to improve, the coaches are, you know, 100% in on developing the players. And then with their offensive defensive schemes, you know, that has, you know, been proven to be successful. Uh, I just think it makes for a, a very dangerous mix. And that's kind of why you've seen the consistent, like you said, results, no matter, you know, their, their different style of teams. Some teams have been guard dominated. Some have been big dominated. Uh, but, you know, they find the same success. But I think it's just because of the culture um, that Coach Dew and those guys have, have created. So we've got a couple of guys here on staff that uh, played overseas uh, in Europe, in Italy, and in Spain, and a couple other countries. And uh, they were talking about how, you know, they'd be sitting at a uh, free throw line, and all of a sudden some dude would hurl a battery at him or a Corona bottle. Yeah. Uh, how, what was that transition like? Because I know things can get a little crazy over there in Europe. Yeah, and again, I think that just goes, like I said, to, you know, uh, you know, just being mentally at a different level. Uh, like you said, you see some crazy stuff over there, you know, whether it's, you know, flares being lit off or, like you said, things getting thrown on a court or, uh, you know, I mean, just anything you could think of crazy um, happens over there and, um, you know, really does prepare you for anything. You know, if you can deal with crowds like that, um, obviously you can deal with anything, so... Uh, it's definitely a, another world, but it's fun, man. I, I can tell you, being a competitor, you know, it's really what you live for. You know, in the Euro League last year, there was only 16 teams, so you played a 30-game season, um, and every game you're playing to try to qualify for the playoffs. You know, you, you can't throw away anything. So every possession, every game is, man, like a national championship game, and um, it really brings out the best in everybody. So I, I know that you're obviously on the roster. You're going to be playing with this group, but I know that you were sitting back and probably saw the Mike Conley move and the Jazz acquire him. What what was your initial thought when you saw Mike Conley joining up with this Jazz roster? You know, and, and I don't know where you were with what you knew at that point, but what did you think about the Mike Conley addition? Yeah, I was, uh, again, I was uh, honestly, like, I was just kind of watching – um, as a fan perspective, at that point, you know, I hadn't had any information about me coming back or anything like that. Um, and I thought it was a great addition. You know, I, I've always been a huge fan of, of, of Mike Conley's game. You know, I felt like you know, he's always been one of the more underrated players in the league. And, you know, being a guy that has always felt like I've been, you know, underrated a lot of my career, you know, I've appreciated the way, you know, Conley has went about his business and, and produced his entire career. So um, I thought it was a huge pickup for them. Um, you know, I think it'll definitely take the load off, off Donovan, um, you know, and all of us young guys can learn from, you know, such a veteran, um, you know, leader like him. So I think it was a really big pickup, uh, you know, for the team for sure. That was Nigel Williams-Goss, of course, Gordon, a couple of years ago was the second-round draft pick of the Jazz and now signs a contract back with the squad after a couple of years over there in Europe. And you can tell he's certainly excited about it. Yeah, apparently he has made quite a bit of progress and the Jazz were excited to get him back. But I, I found, of all the things he said, he said a lot of interesting things there. The whole idea of playing in front of people who are evaluating you constantly, uh, that must be really interesting. For a lot some, of pressure. For trying to make it. Yep. You know, that's that seems like that would be more pressure-packed than once you have made it. 
And then from there, you're there. Now you just do your thing, right? Although it's counterproductive to think that way because then that might lead to, uh, like what happens to Austin when he's hitting a 15-foot putt. We, we know how that goes. He, he makes it? Well, that wasn't what I was getting at. Oh, you know. oh. I, I personally have faith in Austin. Austin, when was the last time he made a 15-foot putt? Well, he's only played one hole in the last how many years? <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really good and point. And he parred that hole. So I guess a 15-foot putt wouldn't be necessarily be as much of a pressure pack thing as maybe a five-foot putt. Because hmm. that one you got to make, right? I suppose. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Our good friend Tom joins us once again. And, uh, Tom, you love taking care of our listeners and uh, love it when they come in and uh, say they heard you on the air. I do. I love taking care of people. We love the reputation of being the lowest priced on name brand furniture in Utah. Our family's been in this business for uh, 40-plus years, almost 50 years. And... uh, Austin, I got to give Austin some crap. He still hasn't come to see us. Come on, Austin. So we have, and this is really called the Austin Group. This is an Austin nightstand, solid wood. It's a hundred and fifty-nine dollar nightstand down the street. We're gonna do it even better than twenty percent off, and entice Austin to come see his child. Named after him. This wow. is Austin's furniture. So this how, is the so Austin. How, so how much are you going to let that uh, out the door for? I've got probably 40 of them, and I'm going to sell them today and tomorrow only for 39 bucks. Wow. Austin, I've, I've, Austin. Had, I've had diseases and laws named after me, but never something of this honor. Never a solid wood <laughs> nightstand, the Austin nightstand. I don't want to ask what the disease was. Or the law, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, But, Austin, this is in your honor, buddy. That's very nice of you, Tom. $39 and typically $159? This tells me that it's $149 right now down the street. And they sell this. Real wood, no particle board, no paper laminate. It's real wood. $39. bucks. Now, you're going to have to mention Austin. Get his ego involved here a little bit. You can't get a spaghetti dinner for 39 bucks. <laughs> a nightstand that will last your kids to the, your grandkids. How's that? 39 bucks. We also want to remind uh, listeners about the Queen Head-Up Adjustable Bed with Mattress. The mattress is typically six ninety nine. Uh, I can do it either a memory foam or the Sealy Premium. With the adjustable base, the entire package for four ninety nine. Incredible deal. You're not finding that anywhere else. Not Nowhere. even close. Nowhere. We also have um we'll we'll honor this through Monday night, twenty percent off. You have to mention either Gordon or Jake or the zone or the Jazz are gonna rule this year. <laughs> we all wanna see that happen, so let's make that part of it. Twenty percent off any pink or yellow ticket. Our pink and yellow tickets are typically thirty to sixty percent cheaper than the regular dealer price. And then remember, this is the big weekend of the fifty percent off sale, and you know who I'm talking about. Bring in the item number. I've got the big touch screen. Let's call it the iPad. That's fifty inches. Uh-huh. Touch it in. We'll put in the number. Whatever their price is, we'll beat it. Guaranteed. And then delivery. 
they charge $129 for delivery. I'm going to do it one more time. Everybody's heard about my son. He's doing a project where he's running the entire coast of Peru. 1,600-mile run. Yesterday, he ran 20 miles in honor of his brother, who turned 20 while serving a mission in Korea. So he ran 20 miles in honor of his little brother, Christopher. If you come in and make a $10 donation to his project, I'll give you delivery for half price. How about that? Our delivery's 50 bucks anywhere in the valley. Instead of 125 or 99 bucks, you'll get it for $25 and then a $10 donation. How about that? It's a deal. Worthy cause, too. Come and see us. We're at 1967 South, 300 West, lots of deals. It's, it's one of the best weekends because July is the slowest month in our business. So when it's slow, you have to bust them out. You're going to benefit. All right, come on down and see us. Uh, 1967 South, 300 West, the warehouse. Tom, thank you so much. Boom. All right, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about irony coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, 97.5, The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. want to remind you to join us next Tuesday, the 23rd, from noon till 6 at ARUP on 97.86 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. Takes only about 30 minutes, and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card and popcorn voucher, not to mention some great jazz gear. In fact, Gordon, we're here at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. We're down to one jazz hat. We are. And I, and we have a couple of listeners in here right now hanging out with us. You guys might have to, to fight over that last one. I don't I don't know. Maybe rate rock, paper, scissors. It, <laughs> it is a little large for you. Yes, that might be that might be a little too big. Mm. Apparently it's a big hat. It is uh, fitted though. A big hat and uh but we do have uh, we do have those t shirts. Oh, do we have some shirt oh we do have some bees t shirts left. Yeah. So two. we we've got a little bit. Come on by and see us. And if you have an extraordinarily large head, do we have the hat for you? If you know anybody with a big head, send them on down. Come on down and pick up a hat. Nineteenth yeah. PK. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, quick tease: Gordon and PK launched their podcast this week that uh, is yet untitled, and you can get that up at twelve eighty thezone dot com. Yeah, the title we went for, I guess, was um, voted down. I don't think it was much of a vote, really. I think there was one vote that mattered, and it was decided. Okay, so we got to come up with something else. Apparently, a lot of people have been giving us various suggestions, most of them making fun of us, but that's okay. Well, you were taking shots at other people with your initial name, so I don't think you can be too thin-skinned about it, no? Oh, what shots was I taking? Okay, you know what you were doing. Uh, there's uh, there's an interesting story out there, Gordon, and uh, it's going to have some jazz fans rolling their eyes, yes, I think. Yes, it is. It is. You Do you want, want me to explain yeah, it? Yeah, please. Apparently, the Boston Celtics have been complaining about tampering, Hmm. specifically in the case of Al Horford and the Philadelphia 76ers. But when I heard that story, I thought immediately of one name. 
Gordon Hayward? Bingo. Uh, well, first of all, there absolutely was tampering because for Al Horford to just turn down his player option, which was worth, what was it, Gordon? It was close to $30 million bucks to be a free free agent. He had to know what kind of deal was going to be sitting out yeah, there but when you, He had to yeah, know. Yeah, but when everybody's playing with fire, then everybody gets burnt, right? And so when you when that happens and then you complain about it, it's like, wait a minute, you do it too. No, I'm just saying that it happened. But the fact that Boston mm, certainly has tampered in the past yes, and had communication, maybe improper communication in the past. Indeed. You're saying what goes around comes around? Is yes, that what you're getting exactly. at? exactly. You reap what you sow, baby. Here's the thing. If you get if you get burnt at your own game, can you complain about it? Because no. that's the bad look we're looking at right, right. now. Boston got burnt by their own game. Danny Ainge and his wheeling and dealing uh, gets uh, outfoxed by Elton Brand, of all people. And now to come out and say, hey, that was wrong, kind of makes you look like an idiot. Indeed. And a lot of people are suspicious that Gordon Hayward knew what he was going to do long, long, long before he announced it. And why did he do that? Because conversations were going on. I mean, come on. And it happens a lot. And I don't know what can really be done about it. How are you supposed to trace a conversation? It's impossible. It it really is impossible to fix. And especially when you have third parties involved and how... How are you going to trace that? It's all darn near impossible. Well, an agent can come up with a zillion different excuses to talk to a general manager. Sure. Right? Yeah. And and say uh, you go out to dinner with uh, Donovan Mitchell's agent, and Donovan Mitchell's agent represents X player who may be trying to, you know, G League player or something trying to get back into the league and uh, say, hey, I'm, I'm here to talk about G League player, but I'm really here to talk about Donovan Mitchell. How do you... How do you prevent that? And and the NBA has to have set dates. Like, you have to have set dates when you can do things because it can't be the Wild West for the entire season. And you have to have dates like when the official year turns over and uh, dates, uh, the, the, the salary cap becomes but, official and those sorts of things. You can't rule, just let why, it be. Why have rules that are impossible to enforce just to make people feel guilty? No, because you have to have a date on which the year turns over. Yeah, I You know, have to. But you know what I'm saying. It's it's. It, it, There's uh, no other alternative, right. is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. But to make it illegal to communicate with people when you know that everybody in the league is communicating with people, now it turns into one of those wink wink deals where we know we're full of it, but we have to make this look presentable. Well, and that's why the NBA, and this is the dumbest part, that's why when Doc Rivers goes on TV and somebody asks him about Kawhi Leonard and he answers the question and the NBA finds him, uh-huh. it's so stupid because that's the NBA saying, look, we're really doing something about this. Yeah. Balderdash. Yes. You're not doing anything exactly. about it. Exactly. I mean, what did he say? He compared him to Michael Jordan. Right. Or Magic Johnson, your boy Buck, uh, what he went on, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, and talked about Paul George and got fined. It's like, that's just, I mean, Magic, his tampering went so far beyond that i'm sure the fact he had to just laugh at the fact that he happened to mention paul george on jimmy kimmel and got fired or got fined they have to make the fine have real teeth and they actually have to enforce it if they want to but i don't think they do no i don't think they do either and i don't think they will so that gets back to my original point why why do the dance because you have to 
you have to have a free agency period so you can say you have to sign by this date. And you have to have an official time when the year turns over for salary cap and contractual reasons. But, so, but what, about, what about making it so that communication can take place and not make it illegal because you know it's taking place anyway? Because it's... Is that punting and just allowing even more communication because you can't allow it officially because you can't have boston the celtics talking to gordon hayward in the officially talking to gordon hayward in the middle of a season where he plays for the utah jazz you just can't you you can't make that That above board that would that essentially would uh, divide a locker room in a hurry even though guys are probably suspicious they all know how this works it would divide everything think about that that's a great point you know you're in the middle of a of a tough run to the playoffs, and uh, and suddenly someone contacts you, and everybody knows about it uh, because guys talk about it in the locker room. I don't, I don't know how that would go over. You know, it would be detrimental to the overall goal of a team in any given year. Even though it's happening covertly, it'd be a lot better. It's a lot better than it happening above board. And just because you can't really enforce it, doesn't mean you should take the rule away. I agree with that. Or, or turn into the spin and really enforce the rule. Right, which, again, how are you going to do it? Well, you could hire some sort of investigating department, and you could make the, honestly, you could what make What are you going to do, eavesdrop? Well, you can make the punishment. You have, uh, like, uh, listening devices in every office? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's not realistic, but if you make the punishment that you're going to lose a first-round draft pick, I bet you people would think twice about it, as opposed to a fifty thousand dollar fine though? or something to Mark Cuban. If you made would it, they, the, would they? If they thought they had a shot at a, at a great player, would would that prevent them from doing it? Because if they don't do it, then they're going to get beat up by various opponents. Anyway. Well, they make the punishment even more severe. Like what? Take the franchise away. Well, I don't know about that, but then you have a complete lawsuit, and then I'll, I'll, uh, how I'll about break loose. you get caught tampering? You can't sign any free agents for the calendar year. Yeah, again, it's so difficult. Boy, I tell you, that might get guys to think twice. What, what if yeah. uh, you get t- caught tampering? You can't sign that player for five seasons. If you're going to have those kinds of consequences, you better have the enforcement in place to go find these things out. Yep. 1967 South 300 West. That's where we are. We're at the warehouse. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. We're hanging out at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Come on by. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. And if you come by this weekend and mention Gordon Monson or Jake Scott, they're going to go ahead and knock an additional 20% off the uh, yellow or pink tickets. Gordon, and you already know, those are rock bottom. They already are. And so that's why uh, we would encourage you to get on down here. If you're in need of any kind of furniture whatsoever. 
Where would you rank Gordon Hayward's contract in uh, – we were just talking with some listeners and Tom here during the break – amongst the worst in the league? Right near the top. You think the Celtics are just dying to get off that? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they would trade him if they could. Um, but that's what happens when you give uh, a Buick $32 million a year. You did call him a Buick in a column once. Yeah. Was he? Uh, did you ever get wind of whether he was actually insulted by that? Oh, well, I just sort of assumed he was. I think July 4th told us that. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Gordon's fault. I forgot oh, about that. Oh, don't blame me, sure. Or, or hey, you should. Uh, the way it's turned out, you, you should be taking credit, not fault. Uh, I would like to uh, to get inside Gordon's head and ask. And I wonder if he has great regrets, if he would make a different decision, if he had to do it over again. I, if he did have that regret, there's no way he would ever admit it. But uh, things would have been better for him here. Well, it certainly hasn't turned out that well for him in Boston. It'll be interesting to see if his game somewhat gets back to normal being a year away from that injury, but it, it certainly hasn't worked out so far. And if you believe some reports coming out of Boston, it was a big part of the reason that locker room wasn't so healthy last year. So do you, I mean, how, how in the world are you ever going to know whether the injury would have struck him here? You know? You would. You, yeah, don't. you, you just don't. Nope. But that that's a big factor in what's going on there. I, I think that really took a lot of wind out of his sails. And maybe he'll be able to get it back. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Where do you put Boston in the East right now? Sixth, maybe? Fifth? Wow, that low, really? Yeah. Even with the addition of Kemba and maybe it's a little bit healthier in the locker room? I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's a great point because, you know, we talked about when Kyrie was there, they thought it was going to make everything better and it made everything worse. And they were pretty good before that. Uh, I, I, I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth, somewhere who, in that room. Who do you have number one in the East right now, Milwaukee or Philly? Milwaukee. So do I. I'm not convinced the Al Horford thing is going to be that big a deal. And, in fact, the fact uh, that they lost Jimmy Butler, I actually think that that will hurt more than a lot of people mm-hmm. think. I know he has a bad rep as far as in the locker room, mm-hmm. but, you know, who was handling the rock when it came right down to it last year for yeah, Philly? It's true. And so if Ben Simmons has that role. Can't shoot. I don't know how that's going to go. And they just they just absolutely tied themselves to his future, so they better hope he can be effective mm-hmm. at the offensive end. Beyond just delivering uh, dimes to his teammates. He is a good defender, though. He is a good defender. He's a great athlete. Uh, He's a good finisher, good rebounder. Can't do that one thing in basketball that you really need to be able to do. In the modern game, especially. Put the ball in the basket. Yep. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West, hanging out with uh, Tom and the gang. And, uh, Tom, you know what's funny? We've been talking about this today. The other guys. We don't need to mention any names. Advertising a big sale. And uh, you've just got to kind of chuckle because you, you beat those prices all the time. Any day that you walk in here, I have this. I call it the big iPad, but it's a big touch screen. It's on a pedestal. It's everything except home store exclusives that Ashley makes. And we are 55% off that price. Wow. Every day. Every single day. Every single day. You bring me a price. Let's say somebody's having a crazy sale. Bring me the price. If I have to eat it, I'll eat it because we want to not have the reputation of show me the money rather than just talk. So I'll eat it and beat the price. So you bring me any legitimate price of an Ashley product, we'll beat the price. Period. Sale weekend or not. Period. Hmm. Unbelievable. 
It's not. It's believable because somebody just did it two hours ago. They came in. They showed me their price. I beat it by, it was a $800 deal. I was six ninety nine. See, the cool thing about this is, Tom, you're the boss around here, and you can do that. You go into a store somewhere or some other store and ask them for any kind of deal like that, and they'd have to go through some long chain of command to get it done, And even if they were inclined to do it. Not here. All they got to do is come in here and smile at you and yeah. pay you a compliment, and uh, then you're on your way. We, we try to take care of people we have for a long time. Uh, our family's been in this business a long time, and we have the reputation that nobody will beat our price, and so we have to live up to that reputation. That means sometimes we we eat it. Take a little bit of a hit, but it's worth it. We because... eat it because the goodwill of that comes back to you tenfold. And I would imagine customers are coming back, have one experience here at the warehouse, and customers are coming back all the time. I had a lady come in last night. I, I told the story earlier. She and her husband have been wanting an adjustable king bed. She needs it for some health reasons. Her feet are swelling every night. The doctor told her to elevate her feet. The best thing you can do is elevate your feet, get your feet above your heart. The heart works half as hard. It only has to pump it one way. She went to about 20 retailers, and she went to one of our better competitors, found a King adjustable set. She liked the Stearns and Foster mattresses, and the deal was $3,400. She came in here. I did it for $2,200. Wow. That's I mean, that's, that's, $1, $1, that's unbelievable. That's a ton now, of money. It's $1,200. I have this set down at the end. I can't advertise the name because it's price controlled where you can't advertise it cheaper than X. Right. But I can tell you, if you want to come in, I'll show it to you on the Internet. The mattresses, it's a four, and there's three to choose from, gel-infused memory foam hybrid, uh, latex memory foam hybrid combo, or all memory foam. 14-inch, the adjustable base has every feature. The mattresses are twenty two ninety nine per side, added up. That's forty six hundred bucks. The bases are thirty one hundred dollars per side. Wow. So that's sixty two hundred bucks plus forty six hundred bucks. That's ten thousand seven hundred dollars. I'll sell you the entire setup for thirty six ninety nine. Oh man. Exactly the same model, the same warranty. That's one of the best warranties in our industry. No questions asked, ten year exchange warranty on the mattress and the basis. And that's just one example. That that's if you're looking for the best, I'm gonna save you thousands of dollars. If you're looking for the best deal, it's that you're sitting on the mattress, customer sitting here. I have either the Sealy or the Stearns and Boster, Foster, excuse me, can't speak. With that base, it's a California King set, fourteen ninety nine. One of them seven thousand dollar value. I had a customer come in. You're lying. I looked it up on the internet. It's not seven thousand dollars. You come in here. I'll show you on the internet that mattress with that base, sixty nine hundred and eighty bucks, and then they charge a setup fee. They deliver it for free, but you have to sync the remotes. It's a big deal. I'll deliver it anywhere in the Salt Lake City Valley and set it up on an adjustable bed for 50 bucks. 
Boom. Boom. As Tom says. Tom, you're the best. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thanks for coming, you guys. All right. Take advantage of it. 1967 South, 300 West, right here at the warehouse. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me, if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. I... We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that, ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was, in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got gotcha. you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans. Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. We've got Wrapping up the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and we want to say a big hearty thank you to our good friends here at the warehouse. Not only is it fun to, to come by and visit these guys, Gordon, but we know they always take great care of our listeners. Yeah, we've had a, we've had a terrific week this week, uh, Jake. A lot of fun, a lot of things going on that we've been able to cover a, a, a varied number, assortment of topics this week and uh, I've had a great time. Yeah, both uh, light and heavy. It's it's kind of one of those summer weeks where we've we've really touched on it all and it's been it's been a really great week. It's been fun. Uh, you've had a bunch of, of great columns in the trip this week that we've talked about. So yeah, it's it's kind of been one of those that uh, that uh, makes this business um, what it is, makes it fun. Yeah, it makes it interesting and uh, so Jake you and I have had a terrific week. Austin, how's your week been? It's been a, an all right week. Yeah, it's been just fine. Well, that's pretty good. For Austin, I'm kidding. Austin said it's, it's been, been an right. amazing week because I just got a nightstand special named after me. What'd yeah, you get no named after you, Gordon? <laughs> Come grab that Austin nightstand for just 39 bucks. And it's a great deal. It's a good looking nightstand. Your, your no, fat no jokes won't bring it. me down this day. Uh, real quick before we sign off, we want to say once again, happy birthday to Austin's uh, wonderful wife, Whitney, and happy birthday to uh, your wonderful wife, Lisa, uh, who's celebrating a birthday this weekend. So that's, that's awesome. That's right. So Happy uh, birthday to both those ladies. Yeah. And I hope uh, Sadie had a nice birthday. It's kind of a birthday week on the big show, isn't it, yeah. for our, our, our loved ones? And how'd that go? It went well. It went well. I saw a video. She was in a, She's going to be a, a LPGA golfer. She got some golf clubs. Yeah, she got some golf clubs from uh, her grandparents. Is she going to be better than her her dad? Oh yeah, much. She better be. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> you going to have her out there? Is she going to be uh, you know like Tiger out there hitting the golf ball around at age three? Oh yeah, worse. I mean, I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be a golf parent. Yeah, Are you really. Oh yeah. I don't care if she learns to read. I just want her to play golf. You're going to go over there and turn the uh, take the phone away or turn the TV off or turn the computer off, whatever, and say, get out there. Absolutely. And when she's not golfing, she better be mowing the lawn. You are a harsh, harsh man. Hey, 
That's that's why I had kids, manual labor, and then <laughs> eventually to support me in my old age. Isn't that what uh, farmers used to do, have a bunch of kids so the kids could help around the farm? Logic there, buddy. Yeah. yeah, they knew what they were doing. I didn't know that applied to a guy who was living in the suburbs. We'll talk to you on Monday on the big show, <laughs> Gordon Monson. Fetch me, uh, fetch me a cool drink of water, and uh, can I get a foot massage over here? Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.